Back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Welcome back to another episode of The Rant. Today is Saturday, February 27th. And the the NBA uh, looks a lot different now than it did about a week ago. And that's not a that's not meant to be a Bobby Schmurt upon, but although he is free now, I figured that was kind of appropriate considering uh, you know, he is he is reemerged in the last week. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but truthfully, a lot has happened in the last week that that needs to be talked about. Yeah. Do you, any- do you want to start with, with some big performances or you want to start with, you know, more like trade news and... and let's start with the big performances. Know. Let's talk about that All right, first. let's start with that, yeah. So, Zach Levine, if nobody's been paying attention, has been on, on fire another yeah. planet recently. And the Bulls are actually playing pretty well. 15 and 17 overall. The playoffs, 15 right? and 17 overall. But I mean Zach Levine's putting up some numbers recently. At 38 against the Kings uh a week ago today. Um and he I mean the 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 Bulls just they are fun to watch sometimes. Yeah. They're they're really so are. explosive. I mean they're so Zach Levine's averaging 29 points per game essentially. Yeah, he's yeah, he's having a great a great year. I think that I mean, I think that while he is like obviously a great cornerstone for the Bulls to build around, right? I also think that that build around has to come soon, right? I mean, they better be they better be a top half playoff team next year. Mm-hmm. Because otherwise he's going to be like, well, I'm, you know, older than most of these guys, like I'm ready to, you know, to move. And he's, he's going to move on. Yeah, and he's one of those guys who he can fit on most teams pretty seamlessly. Yeah. Even though he's not great defensively, right? I mean, he's not completely atrocious because he is still pretty athletic and he's like, you know, and he's long and he at least tries. So he's one of those guys that every team would kind of throw a couple picks at him to, to get. So yeah, I mean, he just I do him. hope that the, that the rest of the young guys develop because that team could be one of those like sneaky home built teams, you know, mm-hmm. in the next year or two. Yeah, and uh, he was just voted to the All-Star game. Uh, his first, finally, he gets to participate in the All-Star game instead of just the dunk contest. He yeah, he deserves it, though. Yeah, I mean, he no absolutely deserves it. He's had a, a monster year so far. I mean, he's sixth in the league in, in points per game, I believe, uh, off the top of my head. And Yeah, uh, I mean, he's he's carrying that team. Yeah, yeah, and and especially in the last week, they, they have actually been playing pretty I well. I think they have they have two scores above 20, right? It's him and Markinen, I would guess. I think Markinen's uh, close. I think it's Maybe like Kobe 20 White. point something. I think it's Kobe Is it White. Kobe White? Kobe White. If that would be my well. guess. That would be my guess. Kobe White's having, had a good year as well. Um, yeah. Let's talk about uh, Bradley Beal. Yeah, we know. He's do, a monster. Continuing to do what he do last week. He had 37 to break Portland's six-game win streak last week. Um, he and Westbrook... Combined for 65 to beat the Lakers. Uh, yeah, again, they, I mean, they're... They won five straight last week. I mean, yeah. they, they've they're, kind they're of had a to... little bit of a resurgence, which I, again, I would like to say I predicted this would happen. They'd have a really slow yeah. start. They'd, they'd have a run where they piece together a bunch of wins, and, and then they kind of finish the season middle of the road. 
Well, yeah, I mean, we always knew that their roster was better constructed than the Magic, the Cavs, and the Pistons, right? Which is who they're ahead of in the standings. I just think it was a matter of... Um, as, as disappointed as I am that my prediction for first coach fired isn't going to come we'll true. We'll get to that but, in a bit. You know, yeah, we'll get to that. But I think that... You know, as much as we bang on Russell Westbrook, I mean, if you have Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal on a team, you're going to be better than the Cavs, the Pistons, and the Magic, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's not a knock. That's just the truth. I just think that those two guys alone are are making a team better than than any of those other really, like, basement-dwelling teams in the East. Uh, you yeah. know, as good as, as, as Sexton mean, and, like, Jeremy Grant and guys like that are, I just they're not on the same level as Westbrook and The Wizards are 7-3 and and in their last 10. Yeah. Uh, um, actually I think been... they'll finish probably, like... Nice I think they'll, they're they not going to make the playoffs, but they'll finish, yeah, ninth, just outside. Yeah, I mean, they could. They, we're not saying they couldn't sneak into the playoffs, just, right? Because the, the season isn't even half done. It's just, it's difficult. They would have to continue. I mean, obviously, if they continue winning seven out of every ten, they'll make the playoffs. But, like, they would have to continue, you know, winning basically 60 to 65% of their games for the rest of the season. Yeah, and if you look at some of these teams that, uh, you know, recently have been playing well. That, like, I do think the Hornets are better than them, straight yeah. up. Yeah. Um, we even you know Mr. Malik Monk playing a lot better, but <laughs> I in all, all joking aside, I think the Hornets are better than them. I think the Hawks are the Hawks. I don't I don't know what to think about the Hawks. The Hawks are underachieving this year, in my opinion. I think they should yeah. be a lot better than they are. The Hawks are just defensively whack. I mean, they're 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 one of those teams that are like we joke about like oh, offense is all that matters in the NBA, which is true, but they are so bad defensively. Right, they are so bad defensively that it's it's to the point it's like I don't care how many points Trey Young scores, like they are so they can't stop anybody, they can't they have one guy on their team who thinks defense first, it's Capella, like in their yeah, starting. Yeah, you can make lineup. the argument like DeAndre Hunter makes that makes that category as well, but you know, he's yeah, still super young. Yeah, I mean, this is what his second, third year in the league, so it's yeah, it's his second, no, second year, second, yes, yes, second. So, and 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 again, I just think that. Because John Collins, like as athletic as he is, he's not really a defensive stopper either, right? So I mean, he, he has like highlight reel blocks, but yeah. But again, it's kind of like Hassan Whiteside. It's like you get on the highlight reel, but it's like, are you actually playing good defense? You know what I mean? Speaking of really um, bad defense, I also uh, want to make this this known uh, after their loss to the Knicks the other night, where they let up 140 points. The, Knicks, the Kings have lost nine straight games. They have the worst defensive yeah, rating suck. in NBA history. They're they bad. have held an opponent to under 100 points once. Dude, free my man Fox, dude. Free Fox. Fox. please. And honestly, even Buddy Heald. Like, Buddy Heald's still a very good player. Yeah, but Buddy Heald is part of the reason that they play terrible defense, right? <laughs> I mean, no offense to Buddy yeah. Heald, but it's like, you're a really, really bad defender. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it, part of it's not his fault. It's like, you are, you know, 6'3", 6'4", and trying to play shooting guard in the NBA. You're not super long, right? You're not renowned as, like, this explosive athlete, so... I understand it's tough for you, but you also don't seem to show much of an interest in playing defense. And I think De'Aaron Fox, it's it's one of those cases where De'Aaron Fox is their best offensive player and also their best defensive player, mm-hmm. right? Which is just crazy to think about because he's, you know, such a young guy and, and he plays point guard, right? Which is, mm-hmm. again, currently not the position you think about when you think about defensive stoppers. He is actually a really, really good defender. Mm-hmm. Anybody who remembers so him at Kentucky fast. and also so quick, and, and he wants to play defense. He wants to get up in someone's grill and just take the ball. <laughs> he really wants to. I mean, fair enough to him, right? I, again, we we all remember those like legendary Kentucky UCLA games in college, but 
he really wants to get up in people's you know face and just take the ball. And I think there's there's such a dearth of of star players currently in the NBA who really want to do that and who mm-hmm. also have the ability to do that. That and, and also you know carry their team offensively because he's not a slouch offensively, right? I mean, is he you know a three point sniper? No, but I mean he's a, a league average three point shooter and he's great at getting to the the paint and he gets assists as much as he can. So. He's a guy who, I mean, there's no way he's on that team two years from now. Mark my words now, there's no way he's on that team two years from now. Yeah, I would, I would be shocked. if, if Because he's at, he's at the point where he can be, I'm not saying he can be the best player on like a high-level playoff team, but he can be the second best player on a high-level playoff well, team, and right? And he, he could go to a playoff team and take him to another level right now. Like, you, you take yeah. him and you put him on like the Sixers, they are... Or Milwaukee. They take an absolute leap forward, right? You put him on the Lakers, they take a leap forward. You put him in Milwaukee, they take a leap forward, right? He takes... I uh, think he would take a, would be so cool. He would take a good team to another level. Now, because he's yeah. young and because he is that cornerstone of that franchise, so to speak, it would take a lot to get him. So I don't think a lot of playoff teams are going to go for him now. But he in when his, contra- when his rookie deal's up or whatever, I mean, he's going to be... Well, first of all, when he hits restricted free agency, they're going to have to pay him the Supermax because some team is going to throw an offer sheet his way that's just absurd. Mm -hmm. So, And basically, the Kings are going to have to decide, like, do we want to do that? Yeah. Right, and risk alienating him. Walton is just not not a good NBA coach. No, Like, we've seen it now multiple times. Oh, but he took the Warriors team. uh, Yeah, but anybody could have taken that Hey, guess what? That's literally giving somebody a Lamborghini and saying, all you have to do is not crash it, all right? Yeah, you don't even have to drive fast. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then <laughs> again, I, do I think Lakers, all of it's his fault? No, I mean, he I was, all the, of the Lakers no. team he coached, they didn't really have a great roster, but still, he wasn't a good coach. And now he has a bad roster and still a bad, bad coach. I think, I think that. Let's. I have no. I have sympathy for him, again, because the Kings are just a dumpster fire. Of yeah, I mean, they've been a bad organization for a while. I have no sympathy. No sympathy whatsoever for the T-Wolves coach yeah, who just got transition. fired. Good Saunders. I have no sympathy. I have no sympathy because you know what? Yes, D'Angelo Russell got hurt. Okay, sorry. You only have probably the most improved player of the year in Malik Beasley, who's now a 20-point-per-game scorer. You have Carl Anthony Towns, right? You have Anthony Edwards, who, if it wasn't for LaMelo Ball, would probably be the rookie of the year, against my prediction. But, I mean, hey, he's balling out. Yeah, so, he's playing you know, well. Who cares? Uh, even though he's not the most efficient. I mean, he gets buckets, so... Yeah. And, and, and I'm sorry, I'm not expecting you to be a playoff team because I understand... But you got to like, be better than your 7 team and 26. Even. No, you cannot be worse than the Rockets and the Kings with that roster. And the Thunder. The, I'm sorry, the Thunder's roster is Shea Gilgis-Alexander and a bunch of nonsense. You can throw names of me of guys on the Thunder. I don't care. It's Shea Gilgis-Alexander who is elevating those guys. He's carrying that team. How many number one picks do you need to not be the worst team in the NBA? They're one of two teams that have only single-digit win total. In a, yeah, in and the NBA. other one is the Pistons. And, and, and if we are, we are we really going to try and compare the talent on the Pistons to the talent on the T-Wolves? Nope. No. Man, the T-Wolves, like, I mean, they've lost six straight. They're one in nine in their last ten. They're still behind the Rockets. They're 4 and 11 at home. And the Rockets? Are we going to compare the Rockets' talent to the T Wolves? Come on. We're all talking about Carl Anthony Towns as an all star. I'm sorry. You can't be on the worst team in the the league and and, and be an all star. As much as, like, 
my heart alternates between sympathy for Carl Anthony Towns and complete lack of sympathy for Carl Anthony Towns. If, if, if that team had 12 wins, right, or, or 13 wins, I'd be like, you know what? It's, it's Carl Anthony Towns is doing whatever he can, like the organization. I don't know who to blame because I'm sorry. You should be able to let a moderately intelligent fourth grader coach that team and they should still be better than the Kings and the Rockets. And the Thunder, for that matter. Yeah. And probably the Pelicans. Um, I mean, they get the number one pick every year. And, like, those guys didn't bust. It's not that, you know, they drafted some but Like, they drafted, you know, some bum like Kwame Brown. They drafted guys who ended up being good. None of their guys are bust. D'Angelo Russell's not a bust. Carlton Towns not a bust. Now they got Beasley from the Nuggets. On the Nuggets, he didn't play a lot. But, I mean, he's balling now. Right? Personal issues notwithstanding. <laughs> Anthony Edwards isn't looking like a bust. They don't have busts on their team. They have good players. If you yeah. have good players and you suck, I yell at you. <laughs> I just wanted to They got know. smoked by 30 by the Bucks. And they lost to the Knicks, and then Ryan Saunders got fired. Uh, so I just wanted to be known the Knicks got a coach fired. That wasn't their own. Yeah. Let's go Knicks. Let's talk about another team that's struggling, and I think you're gonna you're gonna enjoy this. Yeah, I know. Let's let's talk about this. Let's, let's, it had uh, to let's, come. Yep. It let's was talk about my Boston point. Celtics. Yeah. So um, let, let me just take you through the, the last week uh, that the Celtics have had some yeah, noteworthy the, games the they've East had. Now. So they had the loss to the Pelicans. Uh, Pelicans came back from yeah. 24, I think. They took them yeah, to overtime no, and they no. won. Uh, that was that was bad. Uh, the the Celtics lost to the Mavericks, where Luka hit a game winner. He had 31-10-8 and eight in that game with six three-pointers. Uh, and then the Celtics fell to ninth place with their blowout loss to the Hawks. Uh, where Danilo Gallinari had 38-10 and threes, yeah. and which is a they, franchise record for the game, Hawks. I think, they won one game, so they're, to... what, eighth place now, I believe? Sixth. Sixth. Oof. But, um, man, the Celtics just look... It's just... They look rough. It's 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 a couple things. First of all, not having smart really exposes. And as much as like I love Kemba Walker, right? Because he's like a UConn guy, and we're both from Connecticut. And you know, Kemba Walker's awesome. He's a great story. Uh, he's really bad defensively, like really, really, really bad. And not having Marcus Smart to kind of shield that, right? It is just really it exposes, mm -hmm. you know. And also, we can't have any of our players healthy for more than three games at a time. So that's cool. And the other thing is we have to play Tristan Thompson and Tice together, which isn't a recipe for success. Yeah. Right? In the current small ball NBA. And the other thing is we have quote-unquote depth, but in reality we don't because we have depth in that we play a lot of players. That doesn't mean that those players are ever very good. I mean, if you look – if you look – like, we have a lot of depth in one certain skill area, right? We have, like, two or three guys off the bench who are guards and can get you buckets but can't defend anything, right? Like Jeff Teague, Carson Edwards, uh, Tremont Waters. Yeah, all those guys are, like, you know, the same kind of player. I mean, Jeff Teague, obviously, earlier in his career was an all-star level player. But Jeff Teague currently in his career and those two young guys kind of do the same thing. I mean, nobody's really excited about Aaron Nesmith and Javante Green, Right, Semi Olegene hasn't really developed the way we've anticipated. Pritchard's oh, a nice Shalane. surprise as a rookie, but what did you say? Semi. Yeah, there, yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Make it, make it easier for you. Ojale. Hey, you know what? Ojale. There you go. 
alleging me? Just... <laughs> Alright. You know, I'm I'm frustrated, you know, let me vent a little bit. Continue. I just think that and again, and Robert Williams hasn't developed the way we've anticipated either. I mean, he's playing better, but sometimes he, he just hasn't makes taken that leap that make forward. You well, he hasn't taken the leap forward, right? He, he's he's for a guy that's you know in what, year as three athletic or four, as him. Yeah. yeah, and in year three or four, you expect him to take kind of a next step forward. He is not doing that. Yeah, it's uh, just a rough stretch for. for yeah, us. let me just a uh, nice little stat for you: Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Kemba Walker, and Marcus Smart have only played twenty-eight minutes together this season. Yeah, there's your... I mean, that sums it up right there. That, sum, that literally sums it up. That sums it up. Also, Celtics and the I only mean, team below 500 with multiple All-Stars. Pacers, Raptors, and Spurs have better records and zero All-Stars, although that changed now. Well, but, the Pacers... Yes, yeah, that changed Pacers now, but that's not a technicality. Well, yeah. uh, well, it's honestly a crime that he wasn't an All-Star to begin with. Yes, yes. Like, sorry, it was ridiculous that he wasn't an All-Star to begin let's, with. And let's, again, if, if, if we're being honest, I don't think Kemba should be an All-Star. Let's talk about Sabonis for a second, because yeah. the fact that he yeah, he's was not in... voted in initially, uh, he's going was to he's, he's he's in to replace uh, KD in, in, in yeah an injured Kevin Durant, so he's going to go. But the fact that he wasn't voted in is just a it's just a crime. He's yeah. averaging tw- twenty ten and five. Excuse me. <laughs> let me let me bring up Dom- Domas Sabonis's stats really quick. Yeah, he's. He's averaging 22 points on 53% shooting, 35% from the three, 12 boards, and six assists with a steal and a half a block a game. And you're telling me that is not an all-star? Come on, guys. Come on, guys. Even Trey Young. Like, obviously, I think think Sabonis should have gotten in over... I I think he should have been voted in initially. But even the fact that Trey Young didn't get voted in also is is, is shocking to well, me. Well, the fact that Ben Simmons got in over both of them is absurd to me. Sabonis so is the first player ever to average 20, 10, and 5 and not, and make, not it make it all team. Like, that, that is That is a crime to me. That's a crime to me. I mean, just, people go way too much off of, like, name recognition. Or team performance. Ben yeah. Simmons is on a good team. That's Joel Embiid, not Ben Simmons. Yeah. He's not an all-star. And, and listen, if we're going to do the whole, oh, well, I don't want to see people set screens and, and stuff in the All-Star game. No, then why are we stupid. voting? Then why are we voting Ben Simmons into the All-Star game? Yeah, it's like he's going to do like one cool dunk and that's it. I, I just, I, I, I just don't know it's how also, he it's, 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 over a guy that just clearly No, it's because, has... dude, it's because he plays for the Pacers, dude, and he's a, you know, a boring white dude from Europe. That's why. See the thing is, I, it's it's a shame because if people actually watch, I think they they'd find that Domantas Sabonis is actually very fun to watch because he's super physical. He can do everything. He's athletic. He's super skilled. Yeah, it's just like I don't I don't understand. Yeah, the, it's because people don't slander. watch Indiana games. That's why. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It, it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And I'm sorry, not to bang on the Heat. How do the Heat have a bunch of All Stars? Right? Because at least you can say at least you can say with with like. Okay, anybody who tells me that Kemba's an all-star is like, no, because Trey Young should be in there over him. Um, I don't think either of them made it, but regardless. Jimmy Butler shouldn't be in an all-star shouldn't be in the all-star game. Right? I mean I think he should make it purely because he missed time with COVID, so he hasn't played as many games. And and listen, the Heat are playing well now. They're they've won what, six straight? Five straight. Yeah, but I mean for me. a team that made the finals and now they're in what, fifth? Like I just I don't know. I think there needs to be credit to the players that have 
I don't know, put forward the best product. It's. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad Vukovic got in because he is actually having a monster season. Yeah. And and I don't want to hear the oh well his team's he's on a bad team because guess what we kept Devin Booker out of the playoffs because he was on a bad team and that's just it. Listen, All Star. Same with same with the MV- MVP. No, I understand more of the argument. No, of, yeah, oh well, your should, team you should, should be good, right? Like obviously you shouldn't be on the bottom like a bottom three team if you want to win the MVP. But I also don't think you have to be on the best team to win the MVP because guess what? MVP is most valuable player. So it you have to look at it in the sense that literally what is the value that person brings to their team, right? So that's a separate conversation. But All-Star, nowhere does it say, oh, your team has to be good. No, it's for the best players, yeah. the t- players that are having the best season to go to the game, right? And the fact that, guess what? Devin Booker didn't get voted in this year either and he's on a good team now and he wasn't getting voted in in previous years well, because he was on bad teams but then like a guy like zion williamson gets in the all-star game gets voted in this year and his team's bad i hate i well, hate i hate i hate the that. only this, argument that, that the only happens. argument that i'll even entertain the only argument that i'll even entertain against devin booker is that like oh he is kind of an empty stat monster right and only be they're only good because chris paul showed up which is like that's fair but Devin but Booker was time, deserving before Chris of, Paul. Yeah, exactly. But at the same time, I I, I just like, don't understand. To be honest, I think that the the biggest thing is that we have like this because to be honest, like Anthony Davis shouldn't be an All Star either, right? I mean, no, no, that dude played like well, and and Devin Booker's replacing him in the All Star game, so it's you know it's fine now. But because just, we have these ridiculous positional requirements, and it's like, no, come on, guys, the five best players. Even if it's five guards, I'd rather watch that than, you know, like that would be fun to watch. Yeah. And it's, it's like, I think no slander, but I mean, Booker maybe should be in instead of Donovan Mitchell, right? I mean, uh, I understand. Well, Well, Donovan Mitchell should be in as well. But the question is, here's the issue, right? Here's the issue. Like besides Zion, right? Who probably shouldn't be in. I understand like he's cool to watch, but no. Um, besides Zion, who probably shouldn't be in, well, are you going to kick out Chris Paul, right? Because you could argue that like Chris Paul is more of a reason for that team winning than Booker is. But again, are you going to kick out Donovan Mitchell? It's not. Well, it's because you also don't want it to be like, oh, who scores thirty every game? Those are the best players in the league. Because no, I know. Because... Here's what I'm saying. I say as Chris Paul should make the All Star game, but I, I just don't think Zion Williamson should have been voted into the All Star game. Yeah, I just think that people focus way too much on points per game, right? Instead and they also focus way too stats. much on, oh, well, how many dunks does he have? Or, oh, yeah, does he like, dunk cool? Stupid. No, yeah. stop. Just stop. People thought Stephen Curry was terrible until like five years ago, which is, just shows you how little people know about basketball who vote for the All-Star mm. game. Yeah, yeah, um, good point. And also, for the people who say Damian Lillard should be a starter over Doncic, like, no. No, Damian Lillard should be in the All-Star game. He probably should not be a starter, though. I mean, no, like, <laughs> listen, Damian Lillard's having an unbelievable season, but so is Luka Doncic, and he's the only reason that team's relevant. So I think that gets weighed a little bit heavier than, than Damian Lillard, and I know that Damian Lillard's the only reason the Trailblazers are relevant right now also. But, listen, we're Speaking splitting about, hairs at this point, all right? Yeah. And do, does Damian Lillard really care about, oh, I'm going to be a starter or I'm coming off the bench? I don't think Damian Lillard really cares about that. I really don't. I mean, he's going to make an All-NBA team. The good thing is that All-NBA team Source is, like, regardless out. of conference, right? And it's regardless of conference because at front court, like, the East is just so much better. And at guard, the West is just so much better. Mm-hmm. So, 
right? Because like, yes, obviously like LeBron and Paul George and, and Kawhi are in the West at front court, but there are so many good like combo forwards in the East that just like, again, like Sabonis that don't get, because if Sabonis was in the Western conference, we wouldn't be having this conversation because absolutely zero people, well, zero smart people would be like, oh, let's take Zion over over no, um, people would do over Demata Sabonis. People would do it, yeah, but then then at least we could like definitively say that those people are stupid and know nothing about the NBA. If you take if you take the season that Demont if you don't take the season that Demata Sabonis is having over Zion season, you don't deserve to have a vote for the All Star game. Yeah. They should retroactively take it away from you and give it to somebody who's smart. Look at Zion's shot chart. He's like 6'6", and he shoots like a center. <laughs> He's taken six three-pointers all season. He's like 6'6". Get out of here. Uh, let's shift gears. Let's talk about, the, yeah, talk about some, some moves and some, some trade rumors that are going around. So the confirmed stuff is that Boogie is no longer with Houston, uh, surprising zero people. Um, he's and he's free to go wherever he wants. He's gonna get a flyer with the Nets. Yeah, I think that he could help the Nets honestly, because Boogie still is like he. He's still he obviously like big knows man. what he's doing. He's not a yeah. dominant guy like he was, but he's still an effective big man. He's still better than half the big men in the league. Like he's already, he's probably well, better than DeAndre Jordan in terms of offensive right skill, right? Like yeah. maybe DeAndre yeah. Jordan's a better, you know, shot blocker, rebounder, but but in terms of just you know skilled offensive game, yeah. And also, like, ring chasing better. on a minimum contract? Like, come well, on. He's already done that before. <laughs> like, we've seen that. He he joined the Warriors yeah. after his injury. He joined the Lakers, right? I think he's well, it's clear that he fine. wants to win. Like, he knows he's had... Because here's the thing. If you're Boogie Cousins, you know you have the individual accolades to get into the Hall of Fame. And, and you also know that at this point, are you dumb. are... You, because of your injuries... You're old. You, yeah, and you're You cannot injured. be that guy <laughs> on the team. You cannot be the centerpiece on the team. You know be that at the, this point yeah. in, the t- in your career, you have to be third or fourth fiddle on a sick team if you good want team. to win yeah. championships. Yeah. And he's okay with that. So good for him. Um, <laughs> of course, the Andre Drummond saga continues, right? Yeah. Which is like, is he going to get bought out? Is he going to get traded? Um, I just think that the Cavs are going to really struggle to find good trade value for him. And I think that a buyout might be the best option for them, mm-hmm. right? I just think that... And the reason that they're going to struggle to find trade value with for him is a couple reasons. Number one, he's not young. Number two, he he doesn't have, you know, best player on a franchise potential I mean, because he contract. can't shoot. Yeah, he's got a massive contract. And also, I just think that the kind of teams that could use, you know, that could use Andre Drummond to get better, like teams like Boston, teams like, you know, the Nets, teams like... They all have an overload of guards, which the Cavaliers don't need. Right. And, and also, they don't have – yeah, and they don't have the assets to give up or they don't want to give up the assets for that. And also, they're already struggling with salary, so they probably couldn't take on his contract even if they wanted to without going into the luxury tax. And not just going a little bit into the luxury tax, like going a lot into the luxury tax. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's a tough situation. Of course, the, the next biggest rumor, and I'm sure you wanted to get into this because he's your favorite player in the <laughs> NBA. Let's talk KP. Zinga, listen, I'm just saying, it's a real shame. It's a real shame. The, the relish on it's your face right now. It's a real shame that the Knicks may have won this trade. <gasps> Ooh. Ooh. I mean, it depends on who you draft with that pick, right? I know, Obviously. but but guess what? It's Here's the way I look at it. 
Did the Mavericks capitalize on them getting Porzingis? No. Right? Oh, no, no. So no. He's been injured all the if time. If we think about this, if the Knicks didn't make that trade and the Knicks had Porzingis and, let's say, everything else about it stays the same in well, terms of his injuries. You wouldn't have gotten Julius Randle, so. You wouldn't have gotten Julius Randle, but also you wouldn't have gotten much playing time from Porzingis anyway. So at least we did something productive, right? We got yeah. something out of it as opposed to just having a... Yeah, he's sick, but if he's on your roster injured all the time... That doesn't do anything for you. You don't yeah, win games because of that. Does nothing for you. Yeah, on the bench. So, as a Knicks fan, I'm looking at this and saying, hey, maybe we actually did luck out on this trade. Obviously, I'm not saying Porzingis is a bad player. He's a great player when he's healthy. But that's the thing. He's never healthy, right? And that's why the Mavericks want to trade him because he's never healthy. So he's just dead weight on their team right now. I think Luca is is just being like, hey, you know, I need a guy who can you know can actually the be there for me. Can yeah. you get me Demontis yeah. Sabonis, please? Like. That's not going to happen, yeah, I'm just saying. That's that not going to happen, that would be but that would be unbelievable. Duo. Um, yeah, I know you wanted to talk about that one as well, but... I think that it's... It and, makes and sense if you're the dudes, Mavericks because you need you need to start getting yeah. players that are going to help you win in the well, it's very because you know near you future. have your franchise player. You know you have your franchise player. The good thing about the Mavericks, right, is they've done the hardest step. The hardest step is getting a top eight player in the NBA because that's what you need to win a championship. They don't you need come, one top eight they player. They don't come by very often. They don't come by very often. I mean, right? look at look and, at look at the guys that run the league. Right, it's LeBron, Steph Curry, KD, Harden. They've been here for a while. Right? Yeah, Luka, Giannis. They've you know. At most, you Hawaii. get one out of a draft. Unless the draft is two thousand three, you get one out of a draft at most. And some drafts don't even give you one. <laughs> We've learned right. That most right. Drafts don't so. Give you one. So, yeah, and, and, like, the crazy thing is, is you don't even know, right? And, obviously, it usually takes guys up until, like, you know, their third, fourth, fifth season for you to figure it out, right? I mean, Kawhi Leonard was not considered, like, a franchise player until, like, his fifth season. Same with Paul George. But it's at the point where, like, even guys who are as good as, like, Demata Sabonis, you know, Jason Tatum, Damian Lillard, you know, you're like, oh, those guys are still on the fringe of being the kind of player that can be the best player on a championship team, right? And so to have one and to have one already in his rookie contract where you don't even, where you're certain, like you're not even, you know, you're not even guessing anymore. That is so valuable for them. That's the most important step. So then the second thing is, okay, you need one to two other either all-star or fringe all-star level players. Mm-hmm right that don't completely break the bank for you yeah which it's way easier to do that than to get one top eight player just because there's more of those level guys out there yes but i mean it's it's clear that porzingis is just not the answer and i mean seven foot three guys with back foot and knee injuries do not have a history of magically getting healthier as they get older Mm -hmm. so you know i mean look at yao ming right look at even guys who weren't that tall but like you know, um, Bill Walton, Larry Bird, like big dudes with back injuries and foot injuries tend to not tend to get less healthy as they get older. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody does, but them, especially guys who get back and foot injuries and knee injuries young at that height and that length. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just break down completely. I mean, Yao yeah. again, Yao robbed us of one of the, you know, the great center careers of NBA history, just because his feet and his back wouldn't play along. And that's what happens, right. With, yeah. with, you know those super huge guys. All right, let's, let's. So I just think it's it's time for them to move on. Let's get back to some of the like notable performances and just team performances. Let's let's go let's yeah. go in that direction. So the Jazz are still 
just hot as fire. Yeah, uh, eight and two in the last ten. They just lost to the Heat, which kind of ended their streak. But they're twenty six and seven. They're putting up just ridiculous stats every night. They've beaten the Lakers. Uh, they held the Lakers to under ninety. <laughs> yeah, I mean they they are legitimate, and I know you are a whole lot less Rudy Gobert haters out there now. <laughs> well, and here's the thing: the, last week uh, the Jazz beat the Hornets one hundred thirty two to one hundred ten. The Jazz set a franchise record for twenty three pointers. Ingles had twenty one point seven eleven from three. George Niang had twenty one point seven of seven from three. They are so good because guess what? They can beat you inside because Gobert is fantastic and. And can play great defense, but guess what? They also have Donovan Mitchell and a bunch of shooters that shoot <laughs> an absurd, absurd clip from three. Well, yeah, and Donovan Mitchell—it's—it's it's funny because he always started out as kind of a shooting guard, but he actually gets more assists than their point guard, right? Yeah. Because in the era of positionless basketball, it's a lot more of like let's just put the ball in the hand of our best player and see what happens. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's why Jokic averages a ton of assists, and I think that—I mean, obviously, it's not going to happen now because. Don't be surprised if for significant stretches, especially as they have to play better teams, the lineup looks like Gobert, Bogdanovich, Niang, Ingles, and Mitchell. And it's just four shooters with Gobert in the middle. <laughs> Give Donovan Mitchell the ball, let him slash, and let everybody else just play off of cuts and yeah. shoot. That that could be like the new death lineup. Right? Yeah, that's just four shooters. Just four lights out shooters with and a Gobert. monster in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Uh, they're they're built so well. It's a bunch of guys who probably you know could be all stars if they were in different teams, right? But they all sacrifice that little bit. I mean, look at Jordan Clarkson, dude. He like he he's the guy who gets the quietest twenty and five you'll ever see. <laughs> yeah. Someone was saying that team how, is so cool to watch. Someone was saying how Jordan Clarkson is the greenest light, and everyone was like, he played with Swaggy P, Lou Williams. Yeah, that dude he, is used to having the he greenest knows light. All about, and and J.R. Smith, he, he knows all about, you know, having Just pulling, just pulling. <laughs> which is so true. Um, another team that's red hot, obviously, the Nets. They have won yeah. eight straight now. They are on fire. They've done it all without Kevin Durant, too, which is terrifying if you're the other team in the league. I'm going to be honest. Um, I the Nets are proving both of us wrong. Yeah. And, and they do look quite terrifying. They look very good. Uh, I mean, Harden... Good. Put up a triple-double last week. Bruce Brown had 29 points in 25 minutes. He was 11 of 13 from the field, which is just hilarious. Kyrie's on another planet right now. Um, they're just, they are really well-oiled right now, which is... Yeah, and again, it's 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 up... They kind of remind me of those of that Bucks team from last year that was just steamrolling everybody in the regular season. Of course, like, I the think they're better built for the... We'll see yeah, that, they're, they're we'll better see built goes. for the playoffs just but because they, they are... have shooters, but... Yeah, they look really good right now. And, and, really, and the really, thing really is, good. I didn't expect them to be this good already. This soon, yeah. So, so that is quite terrifying. I mean, their road trip last week, they beat the entire Pacific Division in, su- in succession. Right? They beat yeah. the Warriors, Kings, Suns, Lakers, and Clippers without KD. That's that's terrifying. Because if you look at that, <laughs> three of those five teams are, are top, very, very, are very top good. four teams in the West. So <laughs> that is... Yeah, alarming. and the Warriors ain't no slouch either, right? Yeah, you could say the Lakers didn't have Anthony Davis, but, you know, they still Well, they're not going to have out. Anthony Davis for a while. But so. they still got blown out, too. I mean, how much Anthony Davis... How much does that really change? No, I don't think it changes a 20-point swing. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the Heat are on a five-game win streak. They're starting to climb back up the ladder. I think they're in what fifth place, if I'm not. Yeah, yeah fifth place right now. So they're, they're starting to get it together, like we expected. The Celtics, we've talked about, they've fallen a little bit. Sixers still continue to be very good. 
The Bucks are treading water a little bit. Pacers fell. They've been bad in their last 10 games. So there's actually been quite a bit of movement just in the Eastern Conference. I do think that the, the, the East is starting. I don't think this is the final order, but I do think that it's these are the teams out. that are making the playoffs. I mean, maybe the Hornets sneak in, maybe Chicago, right? Maybe the Hawks or the Wizards I think make I think the Pacers push, will but... will go back up, and I think the A spot will between will be between the Knicks, Bulls, and Hornets. Yeah, maybe the Hawks too. But I think the Raptors drop a little bit too. Also, can we talk about that? Like the Raptors coming out of nowhere. Yeah, they right? had a one really hot streak. Uh, I mean, they shut down Joel Embiid the other night. I mean, the Raptors still play very solid basketball. I just yeah. don't think it's sustainable. Really Got to cancel all those trade uh, Kyle Lowry screams now because they actually look okay. <laughs> I mean, they'll make the playoffs. They'll make the playoffs. I still, I, I still, I'm really. Stand I, I think they're, I think they're better than Chicago and and the Hornets. I think on paper maybe they are, but I just, I don't know. I just don't think that their success right now is sustainable. I still don't know how the Spurs are sixteen and twelve, bro. I don't know. <laughs> Good are the Spurs, basketball. Yeah, how are they 16 and 12 and Dallas is 15 and 16, dude? Dallas another team that's that's been good in the last yeah. 10 though. I mean, they're 7 and 3 in the last 10. They're starting yeah, to get they're, together. They're and a lot of that is because of Doncic. He's been on a tear recently. Just literally hyper carrying them. We've also talked about he had a really bad start of the season shooting, even though he's putting up good stats, but in the month of February coming back. <laughs> in the month of February shooting 45% from 3. Yeah, that's. Which is I mean, we ex- we we expected him to take a leap forward. I mean, he's going to finish the the season, you know, at at or above league average. Mm-hmm. Which again, don't read too much into that because he's also taking super difficult. It's the same reason that Trey Young has a low three point percentage because those guys are taking six foot behind the arc leaners, right, with two guys in their face. They're not taking like catch and shoots from the corner like Clay Thompson is. You know what I mean? It's yeah, just yeah. different kind of 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 shooting. Which, again, is what makes Curry's numbers even more insane, but hey. Uh, another streak to talk about, not in the good sense. The Rockets have lost 10 straight, and they're still not in last place in the West. Yeah, I mean, they're bad, though. Yeah, but they And shouldn't. without Boogie, they're going to be worse. But the thing is, that I I would still say the Rockets are better than the Kings on paper. So Probably, just, Yeah, they're not better than a, the Thunder, though. It's just Gilgis Alexander on their own is just insane. Lou Dort had a buzzer beater the other day. The Dorcher Chamber. Yeah. What an electric story. What an unbelievable nickname also. Lou Dort is just a great name in general. Uh, yeah, Shea Gildas Alexander is fantastic. I mean, the Thunder, here's the thing. The Thunder are bad, bad, but like if I'm a Thunder they fan, play I'm, just, hard. I'm absolutely, I'm, I'm not concerned at all because you have a you have one of the best GMs in, in sports in Sam Presti and you have a bajillion picks over the next couple of years. So, I mean, so does Houston, right? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're getting more slowly with all the trades they've done. But the Thunder yeah. have a ton of picks. Yeah, I think also those Thunder picks are going to be way better than those Houston picks because Dallas is – not Dallas, sorry. Brooklyn is going to finish, you know, close to the top of the league, it looks like. So those picks are about to be a lot less valuable. Yeah. Well, and the, and the thing is the Thunder, again, they've proven – with their GM, they've proven that they make great picks. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, yeah. you, you, you drafted Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook. James Harden, James Harden. <laughs> you know, you're going to be... Sergio, not Sergio. Did they draft Serge Ibaka? I think they drafted yeah, Ibaka, yeah, too. Yeah. And You'll even, you know, Stephen Adams, now Gilgis Alexander. Like, they, they, they don't miss, Alexander. bro. They didn't draft They didn't draft... No, they no, traded him from the they traded Clippers. from the Clippers, right? Yeah, they traded from the Clippers. So. Still, yeah. honestly, a great trade for them, though. Um, Yeah, that's... uh, uh The Lakers just stopped their four-game losing streak last night against the Blazers. They had a bit of a skid. 
Uh, they are Man, you look at this Thunder roster and you're like, what are they doing? And it's just Gilgis Alexander hyper carrying him, dude. Like, this is yeah, such a bunch Al of randos. Rufford, they've got Dort, Baisley, Theo Malden, Isaiah Roby. Isaiah Roby, great Nebraska player. <laughs> to Darius Baisley. Yeah, they have a very, very strange roster. They have like a weird mix of extremely young raw talent and then just a bunch of random old guys that are just there for... Baisley did have a sick dunk, though, against the Hawks. I mean, Baisley's decent. He was one of their top picks two years yeah. ago, I think it was. But but, yeah. but what I mean is like they have guys like Gildas Alexander, right, who's going to be a stud. Or he is a stud, but he's going to be... Oh, he's stud. one of the... Yeah, I mean, him and, then, him and Fox have, are going to be the two best guards in the league in a couple really of years. Really raw young players like, like Dort and like Baisley and like Maladon. And Diallo. But then you also have, like, Horford, George Hill, and Trevor Ariza, who are there. And it's like, what? Interesting. Yeah. It's it's <laughs> they're, like, there, they're there because people gave them picks to take their salary. <laughs> pretty much. And that's 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 the part that cracks me up. It's like, it's just such a strange combination. Hey, their GM is going to figure all this out, though. Sam I have Presti. so much confidence in this is, is, organization. Is one of the best GMs in, in, in the league. Not just basketball, though. In, in like, sports. in American pro He's sports. He's so yeah. good at drafting but also just making good trades like he'll trade he look think about it. he traded james harden he's traded russell westbrook he's traded paul george and he's gotten good things in return like people have looked at the trades and been like wow i actually think the thunder didn't completely lose that trade i actually think they, well, they like came out that, on top when you lose a player like that it's always a loss but like those guys were going to leave anyways in free agency so he made the best out of a bad situation exactly. right Again, it's always going to be a loss when you lose like an MVP. Mm-hmm. But if those guys want to leave anyways, the fact that you don't get completely fleeced is impressive. Yeah. Uh, anything else you wanted to talk about? about the, uh... No, I think. I mean, it's just it's again it's it's a season where it, everybody's pretty like evenly matched in the middle of each conference. So a lot of these like races for playoff spots and stuff like that are going to not come down to the last, you know, 10 or 15 games yeah, of the season. Yeah. At this point, it's not it's not cut. You know, just look at how many teams are hanging at or around 500. Like that tells you everything you need to know aside of like a couple teams in each conference, right, that are crushing everybody, but Mhm. Um All-Star games in yeah, it's just over a week, so we'll 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 talk about that more as it gets a little closer since we'll run out of games to talk about, but um uh, we'll, we'll be covering All-Star Game as that gets closer, again, with the college basketball stuff all week uh, as as the tournaments start getting getting started. And, it's uh, almost March o'clock. March. Yeah, a uh, <laughs> couple days. Anyway, uh, I think that's it. Is there any anything else? You no, I think that's it. Me? All right, cool. So, um, yeah, we'll have, we'll have our college basketball rankings on Monday and some more college basketball next week. Until then, we'll see you.